you, you, you are listening to Kondo Beach. I think in a way, rock concerts have always uh, uh, served a function. It gives a lot of uh, people uh, with the same station in life, chance to gather together and kind of uh, assemble and uh, just feel uh, the sheer mass of them that exists, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. On the other hand, you can take that, the 10,000 people coming together, and there's a sense of, of communion, a communal thing here together and there's no reason a lot of energy is dissipated in uh, in the concert there's no reason that that same communal kind of thing can't be taken out into the outside world and ideally hopefully that's what a rock a good rock concert can do people are together inside and they get outside into the parking lot and start driving home and get into their homes uh, I hope they still realize that they're together you know they were together in the concert and they're together in their homes They're together in their schools, they're together on the street.
most interesting songs develop uh, over a period of time playing night after night in clubs. Um, we start out into a, a fairly basic song and then uh, the music would settle into a kind of hypnotic uh, river of sound which um, would leave me free to kind of make up anything that came in my head at the time. Uh, that's, I think that's, I like songs, but that's the, that's the part of the uh, performance that I enjoy the most, where I have a chance just to um, pick up vibrations from the music and what's coming from the audience and uh, just kind of follow it wherever, wherever it goes. How's that different from how you write a poem? Um, it's very similar. Um, I think uh, a lot of poetry is very close to music, except um, when, you, when you write a poem, often um, you just you have to be in a, in a state of mind that music can put you in with its hypnotic quality that uh, leaves you free. You know, just let the subconscious play itself out. basic types of music indigenous to this country are uh, the uh, black music, blues, and the kind of folk music that was brought over from Europe, and you know, the, I guess they call it country music, kind of West Virginia, Ohio, and those, those are the two main streams of root American music, there might be others, I don't know, but uh, it looks like, uh, and like 10 years ago, what they called rock and roll is kind of a blending of those two forms. Uh, and I guess what's happening now is that rock is kind of dying out, and everyone's going back to the roots again. Some are going back in the country, and some are going uh, back in the basic blues. I guess in four or five years, the new uh, generations music will be um, <clears throat> it'll have uh, a synthesis of those two elements and some third thing it'll be entirely maybe it'll be uh, it might rely uh, heavily on uh, uh, electronics uh, tapes I can kind of envision maybe um, one person with a, uh, a lot of machines tapes and electronic setups uh, uh Singing or speaking and, and using machines, using machines, using machines, using machines, using machines,
fortress in plants. So you have a familiarity factor. But mushrooms that come up and disappear in four or five days, some of them can feed you, some can kill you, some can heal you, some can send you on a spiritual journey. So to have something so powerful and yet so ephemeral, uh, it's natural for humans to avoid that which they don't understand out of fear because they don't know the difference. But you know, 23 primates consume mushrooms, humans being one of them. And so that speaks to a long ancestral use of mushrooms going back, you know, in our primate evolutionary tree for a very, very long time. We separated from fungi 650 million years ago. Maybe you do, but I know some people are probably still. <laughs> well, basically, we, we, we are descendants uh, of fungi. Yeah. Um, we share more common ancestry with fungi than we do with any other kingdom. And fungi are closer to animals than they are to plants.